0: Irish spring body wash and bar soap. Fresh, green, Irish. Shop now at a store near you.
1: El Huddle is a production of the NFL in partnership with iHeartRadio. Well, well, well. Look where we find ourselves. (laughs) Welcome (laughs) into the El Huddle podcast, everybody. I'm MJ Acosta Ruiz. Mi hermano, mi primo hermano, Will Silva, with me as yeah. always. I miss you, Will. The summertime I miss is you too. like different for us, you know. Y-
2: yes, it is because we're taking vacations, right?
1: Yes, very soon I'll be taking vacation. I'm out. I'm out of here. Bahamas, out? Turks and Caicos, we Yeah, it's nice. We gotta get the glow back.
2: Nice yeah, to get a we do. Pale i I literally just got back from Hawaii, and nice. it was so great I Island can see vibes, it. Your son
1: kissed. Can't confirm so
2: so <laughs> great, just like just kicking it on the beach, being That's a it. bum and you know just 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 being by the water is the best. The sunsets in Hawaii. the sunsets are just yeah killer. they look
1: fake like it's it doesn't look like a real place, but it very much is. Very yeah good.
2: yeah no it's 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 a great place to see sunsets we enjoyed it so much and the food was terrific if mm-hmm. you love fish that is the place to be and if you like mai tais even better uh, so so it was great to leave lousy to come back but glad i'm with <laughs> so you At here. least i get it <laughs> yeah. i get it look you know while you have
1: been lounging in hawaii i have been stressed <laughs> I know and why. You know why, because yeah. my team is in the NBA finals, baby. I'm sorry to Sam, our um, producer here since uh, you know what, Sam, I'm not going to go there. I was going to bring up how <laughs> Miami Heat beat his Boston Celtics, but I can't talk too much because the Heat are stressing me out. They're stressing me out. I know mm-hmm. this is an NFL podcast, but we talk all sports sometimes and um, it's a lot. But here's the, here's the beautiful thing I will say about like Miami sports fans. Because there is such a huge Latino contingent there, I don't know if you ever heard of the celebration when like the Miami Heat have won championships before. Even when they won the Eastern Conference Championship. No, what celebration? So everybody goes out in the street and it's customary to bring like your pots and pans as noisemakers. It's a whole thing over there. So that's what everybody does. They bring their ollas, their frying pans, whatever really you can find in your house. And that's how and they make music with it and everybody's outside. They flood the streets with it. It is pretty remarkable. But well, it's we do like that on New Year's. it's like a carnival almost. Right, but it really doesn't matter. Anytime that you can <laughs> celebrate, especially around sports like so that's what it does. So somebody tagged me in a post. I used to work at the local station at WPLG, the ABC station in Miami where I worked. Mm-hmm. And it was 10 years ago when we were celebrating the same thing. Remember, that was when the big three were over there and LeBron was there and Wade was still there. And uh, even on the local newscast, we had like our pots and pans. We leaned in totally into that. So it's it's such a beautiful part. And it was all led by the Latino (laughs) fans specifically. Because one thing about Latinos, we're going to find something to make some noise to celebrate whatever it is we're celebrating. In this case, it was the Miami Heat. So I'm hoping and I am manifesting the pots and pans for all my Miami Heat fans this week, because, look, Denver has been... It, it looks like Space Jam. Like, they are gargantuan. It's really yeah. ridiculous how huge that team is. I'll
2: tell you, I love Caleb Martin's game, though, for the Heat. Oh, my God. He is so big oh in these clutch moments and making shots and driving oh. to the hoop. Again, I know this is an NFL podcast, but it's been a hell of a Steal run for Miami here. <laughs> it yeah. has been a hell of a run. Can we talk about the Florida Panthers? And then... Mm -hmm. We see Leo Messi going to Inter Miami as well.
1: There's a lot going on back home. I need to make my way back to Miami very soon. No, no, no. no. Don't leave me. Not just for like a week or two. Well, but you know what? Grab the fam. You come too. We'll go over there. We'll have some croquetas. We'll have some Cuban food. It'll be great.
2: Yo quisiera eso. I'm just possessive of you. (laughs) Okay, I just don't want you to go. You can come
1: to my mom's house. She loves to host. She'll cook (laughs) you up a whole Dominican meal.
2: Yeah. Oh, you know I'm in i'm in i'm all about it i know you're you're all about soccer too because you went to a recent soccer game right
1: yeah so if you guys in the los angeles area and you have not gone to an angel city fc match i don't know what you're doing it was the best time. This is about the third or fourth time that I've gone to a match so far. And it's just, the players are phenomenal. The game is fantastic. Um, It was Cindy LaRue's first game back. She scored a goal. I mean, and just watching, I think also for me, watching women's sports is really big. Um, And watching the little girls in the stands, just look at these players and know like, this is something that I can aspire to and that I can do. It's such a phenomenal time, but yeah, I'm hoping that we can get a couple of, of, the players on here, maybe on El Huddle. This is another manifestation sure. here. We have some women who are on the like Mexico uh, national team as well, and their um, feminine selection. So it'd be really cool to have a little football, football, um, Angel City style.
2: I am all about it. I have been following uh, Diana Flores on my girl. Instagram as you have as well. She and is she's living Her best oh life. My God. Mm-hmm. She's as just in she Disney world. Yes. I saw her at Epcot center taking photos. Her, her life over the past six, seven months has just exploded yeah. where she is getting a lot of acclaim, a lot of recognition, even won an Emmy. Mm-hmm. She's living her best life right now. And As good for should. her, too. You love to Grow see in it. Growing the game.
1: And not only that, but I think like when you meet somebody like her who is so passionate about the game, who is such a phenomenal championship, world championship winning athlete and such a mm-hmm. just a humble person. But also like the representation that she brings, you know, she leads with that because she knows what it means not only to the Mexican um, contingent, but to all of us Latinos, especially um, the women who follow her, too. And like meeting her family has been really cool. Her parents are hysterical. There's so no one's prouder than they are. It it's been really phenomenal to see. But yeah, her not only the commercial that she was in for the Super Bowl, but then documentary behind that and her journey both won Emmys. I mean it and now her stuff is in Canton. As you know, the jersey she wore in, in that Super Bowl commercial is in yes. Canton, Ohio it, at the Pro Football Hall of Fame. It's crazy.
2: There's that too. We've had her on the podcast. We've talked about her her trajectory and her journey mm-hmm. to get to this point. Really inspiring, really cool. I wonder what other sports she could play and thrive at. I bet you Maybe she could do everything. Golf? You think I, golf I, is a I can a tell you
1: at a baseline, she'd be better at golf than I am, Will.
2: <laughs> Why? Why is that? Immedi-
1: immediately, I just know that she'll be better at it. I'm Why? so bad at golf. And I'm really trying, Will. But I've learned. I've been going to the driving range with my husband. He's been trying his hardest to teach me. And I'm like, you're doing great, hon. I love this for you. This yeah, is great. I could be a golf wife. I feel like I'm okay with that role. Find me at the now. Beverage you wanna, cart.
2: but you want to go out on the course if you can. Yeah, right? but you
1: know what? Yeah. Have you played 18 holes? How
2: 18 holes is a lot. It's a I lot. I like playing nine holes. Nine Someone holes told is reasonable. Me the other
1: day, they played 36 consecutive holes of golf. That's
2: insane. That's insane. And I just want to understand.
1: Lot. I want to know if they're okay. Are you going through something?
2: <laughs> that's that's right. a lot. I, I can Entirely do nine direct. holes. It goes by two and a half hours. And here's the, the key thing right. More than, to no, no, keep no. in mind as you're starting this is pace of play. If there's one thing you want to mm-hmm. always keep in mind is you don't want to slow it up for everybody else. Correct. You just want to keep going with the flow. So if you lose a couple of golf balls, a sleeve of golf balls, just keep going. It's amazing a how sleeve. aggravating it is. <laughs> yeah oh yeah no because that's that's been me i mean i i golf i'm not i'm not great i think i hold my own Mm -hmm. and the best part is i i golf lefty and one of the best athletic achievements for me is i golfed right-handed i was down at cabo san lucas i got on this golf course called palmia that was a Mm. jack nicholas design course and a college buddy of mine he was down there in cabo helping with the construction of it, et cetera, overseeing it. And he said, hey, let's go to this golf course called Palmia. So we go, and I just barely had picked up the game, and I did it right-handed, and I got a hole-in-one.
1: Not nah, I what? got a
2: hole in one. Yes, one hundred twenty-five yards. Will. Yes, I got a hole in one. Have a certificate. Still have the ball, and at the time I had a disposable camera in my pocket, so I was able to snap a pick
1: <laughs> Fantastic with proof.
2: the ball and and the flag. It was so cool, so awesome, and the best part about it is that I've got a couple of brothers who. Think they are part of the PJ tour and they oh got boy. the fit all mm-hmm. coordinated and all the lessons, et cetera, oh no. all the videos, the books, and they have yet to do it. And they're right-handed. And I am naturally left-handed. I did it right-handed. Now I'm back to lefty. So I'm always going to have that on my brothers and just have scoreboard so it's i'd
1: never golf again if i got a hole in one i'd be like this is when i retire (laughs) there's nothing left to do for me
2: a lot of luck a lot of (laughs) luck okay i'm not gonna lie to you there but to see that go through i disrupted play we were talking about you know speeding up play i probably disrupted play taking your photo as you should well not just that though i mean i was like training my club like a horsey you know and like riding around i I (laughs) went crazy i went crazy on it and then that's when they say oh well you have to." the course marshal
1: was not amused i'm sure because you know they move you along they're not playing
2: yeah i don't even remember if there was a marshal that i don't remember that's the wildest thing to
1: me that there's somebody out there like keep it moving
2: (laughs) Yeah, to keep it moving
1: expensive this golf game is right now i will take my time if i so please But I get it. I know. I understand. I know.
2: But like in some of those places, like in Cabo, where you have those golf courses where the green fees are ridiculous. Yeah. Like it's a whole other other thing. I mean, I just go to like to the public courses and that's when if it's really busy, then you got to make sure that you kind of keep it. Yeah. You got to keep moving. But good for you going out there. I mean, it's I'm trying. It's a frustrating. It's a frustrating sport. I mean, you're Mm. trying to hit this little golf ball and then you try to look for it wherever it is on this uh, big wide vast neatly manicured lawn and um i i don't know it's like you get some good shots some good holes and then you start to get some confidence and then you shank a few you're like i'm never gonna play again then then Mm -hmm. you get another good one you're like this is great so good for you so has he given you lessons or or are you going to take lessons?
1: Uh, no, I'm not taking lessons. Um, no. It's just a waste of time for the instructor. We don't, to say, you have to keep it moving. I know where my strong suits are. I find that the less I think about it, the better I play.
2: Yes. Also, 100%. I, will, I don't want
1: to hear a single thing. I'm only playing with the driver. That's it. Mm-hmm. It just makes more sense. <laughs> There's more surface area to hit this tiny ball. I love the way it sounds. Yeah. Um feels good. It makes he, makes me feel like I'm like super powerful. Yeah. So driver only. Um and it's right. no lessons. Um so I kind of I mean, my husband teaches me sort of like, okay, this is how you should like position yourself and like all that stuff and the way to swing. I never do it. And it just, I don't know. It just goes. There's a a video. There's a video on my Instagram. It's a liar. I don't know. Everyone's like, no, you're not doing so bad. You guys are very kind. Yes, I am. It's awful. But it's fine. If I had the skills of like Patrick Mahomes, who I hear is a very avid golfer or Josh mm, Allen. By the way, Josh Allen, cover star.
2: Yes. Hello, Madden. Yeah. But is it surprising?
1: No, no, really, right? No, I I kind of expected that to be the case.
2: Yeah, I really did. Me too. Um, we've we've watched as you mentioned Mahomes, uh, Joe Burrow and Josh Allen just crank the ball out Mm -hmm. of the ballpark, and people don't seem to realize how hard that is to do in batting practice in a major league park. Mm. That just speaks to their athleticness and. For somebody like Josh Allen, he's such a transcendent star of yeah. the NFL, and for him to be on the cover, Lamar Jackson's been on the cover. These guys are the next generation, the totally. now of of yeah. the NFL, and he's so so dynamic and so transcendent to the point where now Josh Allen's dating life is splashed on the tabloids as well. You know, and you get one. Yes, you know, you made it when exactly. And he, um, you know, there was a video that was released where he's trucking uh, Patrick Queen. And he was saying, what's up with that? I mean, why are you targeting me? He seemed to be seemed to be a good sport about it when he was uh, on Twitter and he was posting uh, just just Josh Allen. Now you have this function on Madden where you can just hurdle players right and so it's a lot of fun to do it's like automatic you just keep hurtling and hurdling and hurdling players on the game so josh allen uh not surprised but certainly yeah. well deserved.
1: i'm excited for him that, that that's a yeah. big 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 one um of course you know he plays in the division against my team so yeah it's it's a it's a conflicting situation for me because i cheer yeah. for him as a player because he's so dang good i have picked him as the MVP the last couple of years. So for a minute there, I had a little beef. I was like, stop making me look bad. <laughs> I'm like, visibly, not going against my team, but like, should be picking one of the Dolphins instead of rooting for you and you're letting me down. It's not his fault. Um, there's there's a lot that has to happen before you can win that award. But um, I think that he is, I think he's in a position now, I think this year more so than ever, to, to sort of feel that pressure, right? Especially with how yeah. competitive the AFC East has, only gotten over the last few years, so enjoy the cover, Josh. This year, I think we're going head to head. That's it. I'm not going to be so nice because i re- I really need to put all my force behind the Dolphins and only channel my energy that way. Nothing personal. It's well, the
2: Dolphins, the Dolphins, and the Bills could be strengthened here in mm. the coming weeks, and I say strengthened because maybe the Bills try to make a run at DeAndre Hopkins, mm. who. Paid a visit to yeah. Tennessee yep. and Tennessee is interested. Obviously they need, they need productive wide receivers. Yeah. Traylon Burks was heard yeah. and, and they, they do need a few things. And this to me feels like the last great run for the Titans as they're currently constructed. Uh, they have a new general manager in, in Carthon and he's made some moves already. And for Derek Henry, this, this could be it. This could be it for, Ryan Tannehill because they they drafted Will Levis, so DeAndre Hopkins going there would seem to surprise me. It, it's it's not a place that he mentioned or it wasn't a quarterback no. that he mentioned that he wanted to play with. It's I economics, see the, though, right? Like, it's, it's yeah, the, it always comes mm-hmm. down to economics, right? And I think um, the the Bills make a lot of sense you know to go there to to play with josh allen well Vaughan that's, where he, trying to to sure. that's yeah. where he wants to go for sure that's where he wants to go exactly uh so what would you think you think that would be game changing for buffalo or is it yeah that'd be great but they still have to get by the chiefs
1: right i think for buffalo that would be just adding another piece i think it, it, it'd be almost impossible to stop offensively because you already have stuff on there you already have a yeah. quarterback who can do it all That'd be kind of scary. I'm not gonna lie to
2: you. Yeah. yeah, no, it totally That's would not. be scary.
1: No, so, Bills, you can't afford him. It's too much money. Nah, nah, well, nah. well, and
2: and you know that KC will probably make some run for him. I just thought that he would be swooped up a lot sooner. Still hasn't sure. happened yet. Well, uh, people are on the golf so. course.
1: People are in Cabo. So maybe they're just a pin in it for now. Exactly. Exactly.
2: I mean, there are worse things to do and, and worse places to be. I could say that. But you know um, where the
1: deals got done? On the golf course in Cabo, so who knows? Yeah, right we know, you know that a lot goes down in Cabo. We've seen yeah, well, that's before. what happened
2: with Matthew Stafford yep. and the Rams and Sean McVay. That's right. Yep. Uh, the the other the the other potential move where I had said Miami could be strengthened as well is if Dalvin Cook mm-hmm. comes to South Florida because Cook was released by the Vikings, yep. which was somewhat of a surprise yeah uh, considering how productive he's been for them but they had been trying to trade him for several months so yeah. the fact that uh it didn't happen and now he's been released and anyone can get him it seems like Miami's the logical landing spot for him given the running game that they have there with Mostert and and Coach McDaniel, I, I mean, that just makes great sense. Then you have him with Tyreek and, and Waddle. Mm-hmm. Wow, that would be a fun offense to to see.
1: It would be fun. I think if the Dolphins did go towards that, it would be indicative of um, McDaniel saying, we are going to lean into the run game. Because I think last year, they just didn't use it enough, knowing mm-hmm. yeah. that that's his strength, which was very surprising to me. Um, but that that would be an interesting thing i do i think the, the guys that they have in the backfield now are tremendous but injury prone so it'd be interesting to have um dalvin cook there i'm you know i've already seen mocks of him in a dolphins jersey but that's mm-hmm. just my feed my algorithm i get it um so i don't know <laughs> we'll see
2: it's just in your world no i think that's definitely uh, a possible landing spot you know another one is potentially buffalo who knows Reunite you know. with his You know, there's a James?
0: whole
1: other league out there, right? There are many, many, many divisions.
2: <laughs> yes, yes.
1: But uh, yes, no, it doesn't make sense that within there are, are sort of the biggest talks. I don't think I actually think it'll end up being somewhere that we're not even mentioning at all. So Okay, okay
2: how about how about um how about the Broncos? You think he goes there? Hmm. Javante Williams coming off injury, Sean Payton there. Maybe he uses them like uh, Mark Ingram and Alvin Kamara in New Orleans. Yeah. Uh, those those are like, possibilities. W-
1: that is a possibility. I've, this is the time of year where all we can do is wonder, right? Yeah. But, but the thing is, also, training camp is around the corner. It feels mm-hmm. like it's far, but June goes by in the blink of an eye, unfortunately. Yeah. So all of these things have to get sorted out and quickly in the middle yeah. of of my ties and mimosas on the golf course in Cabo.
2: Oh yeah. <laughs> now you're talking my language. I want to see <laughs> Primera Mana.
1: Let's go. Can you tell where our minds are at? It's fine. Everything <laughs> is fine.
2: MJ, we have another great guest that will be joining us here on the L Huddle podcast. It is Falcon's Tight End. Yes, Falcon's Tight End, JJ Arteaga Whiteside. Yes, you have to say the Arteaga Whiteside which I want to ask him about that, because I feel like announcers from since day one have been calling him Ortega Whiteside.
0: I've so, never
1: heard anybody call him that, but okay.
2: <laughs> no, is it just me? Okay, well, it's just me. Well, maybe, maybe he has got a I, like better, <laughs> I like that better, though. I like that better,
1: though.
2: Okay, maybe, maybe it's me. Maybe it's my Twitter feed. I, I don't know. It might be your algorithm, yeah? It might be my algorithm. Either way, he'll be joining us on the other side. We'll make sure to touch upon with him what happened in Philly. Uh, We'll also have to talk about the transition from from wide receiver to tight end, which Mm -hmm. which is a lot harder than what it appears to be. So uh, he'll be joining us on the other side. So stay with us.
0: You go into your shower feeling tired, but as soon as you reach for the Irish Spring,
2: All right, so we have another great guest, MJ. We teased for the break. He's a man that speaks multiple languages. More than us. More than
1: us.
2: (laughs) But he goes by initials, which leaves me feeling a little left out. Uh, But he has made stops in Philly, Seattle. Now he is with the Falcons. And we have to talk to him about his positional change because he is going through that right now as well, but we were gonna talk to him about it anyway. He goes by Jose Joaquin, but you know him as JJ. JJ Artega Whiteside joining the L
3: Huddle <laughs> podcast. What's up, What's JJ? JJ? Hey guys, how y'all
2: doing?
1: Uh, Will has a very big question in terms of yes. uh, announcers. Go ahead, Will.
2: Yeah, yeah, so I have actually heard announcers say your name, say J.J. Artega Whiteside. Am I am I hearing things, or or is that not the case? No, you said it right. Uh, he you know, said it right, but do they say it right? Said, but do announcers say it right? Yeah.
3: You know, it's one of those things where you go from country to country, place to place, people pronounce things, say things a little mm-hmm, different. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. I'm just like, you know, as long as you are in the right ballpark, I, it doesn't <laughs> bother me. Like, you said it right. It's I, yeah, like the like the C is kind of pronounced like a th.
1: Totally, um, JJ. Mm-hmm. I don't know if you remember this. I met you at your pro day at Stanford. So this must have been twenty eighteen, yep. twenty nineteen. Um, yep. Met yep. your met par- uh, your mom. I believe it was just such a such a cool thing to have you here now. And I remember when you were just trying to make it in the league. What have the last few years been like for you, especially since you had the experience with several teams?
3: Oh man, it's. I mean, first and foremost, it's been a blessing um, just being able to, you know, not only be on teams, but meet other guys that have the same goals, the same mentality, same way of thinking, same way of living. Um, and going out there and just, you know, making a difference outside of the football field. You know, we're given a, a really good platform um, and using that platform to, you know, make society better, make people that haven't had as good luck in their lives, make their lives better in some way. Um, And that's, you know, that's all stuff that's just outside of football. And then on top of that, doing what you love, doing something that you've done since you're, since I was in the first grade, um, being able to come out here and keep doing it and um, have a chance to still be able to do it, you know, more and more. It's just been a
2: blessing. Well, it also is a blessing to go to Stanford and and rub elbows with people like Condoleezza Rice. I remember going to the Stanford Pro Day when Andrew Luck was coming out and she's just there hanging out. I know she's very engaged, et cetera. What were your interactions with her when you were there?
3: Yeah. So uh, me and Condoleezza Rice, um, she uh, first and foremost is amazing person, amazing woman. Um outside of being an amazing politician. Um uh, we work together or I worked for her, but she'll say that we work together just to go <laughs> to show yeah. how, how good a good person that she is. Um, but we spent uh two months over the summer and I, you know, worked for her, did a lot of things for her in terms of like, you know, emails, logging, you know, make just basically making her life easier, going and grabbing lunch. Um, and then Outside of work, we would do Pilates together 6 a.m. in the morning. Um Wow. And she would beat me like, you know, she's competitive <laughs> too. And I'm there, I'm like, man, she is whooping me right now. But um, she's an amazing person. Um, and that I think that's the biggest thing that Stanford taught me is like, yeah, you know, the outside world series her as kind of Lisa Rice, but you know, you get to meet people like her, and it's like, man, these are normal human beings just like us, and they they are humble you know great people um and yeah there's this like you know just amazing people
1: i have a very quick follow-up on the pilates situation because i just started pilates <laughs> and it is very friggin hard it's but hard
3: yeah. i'm doing
1: the lagree method which is like on the mega reformer have you d- i don't oh, understand God. why i have we no idea ice. what you're talking about it is will please come to talk to it's so difficult no. like it's no. all core it's wild. So I love to hear that an NFL player is also doing the same. So you feel
2: like a pretzel JJ, you feel like
3: a, I think you're a, a, thinking
1: about yoga, but there, no. are, well, there yeah. are some <laughs> interesting. Yeah.
3: Yeah. It's a, uh, I mean, I got into it because I wanted to meet kind of rice and then <laughs> I met her times. And then I was like, wait, this is actually good for me. Like I feel it's so good hard. after it's doing tough. this, it's, it sucks for like 60 minutes, but for it the does. rest of the day, you just feel great. So, kind of like you turn it to a pretzel and then it
2: loosens up later so yeah the um, next day though you feel like the 10 man of wizard of oz though JJ. I,
1: I, the legs are jello it's intense i'm going later just so you know if you want to come will
2: <laughs> no. right yeah, after this I podcast
1: no uh, one of the things that really struck me jj when i first met you is that right off the bat um you know the folks at stanford were like he's trilingual and here's the thing like in Europe, as you know, that that's like baseline, right? Like most kids grow up learning at least two or three languages. Whereas here for Will and I, like being bilingual in the States is a yeah. huge thing. Like it sets us apart. It really has been such an advantage. But you've got English, Spanish, and Portuguese on top of that. Um, have do do fans from like Portugal and Spain and other countries reach out to you? Because that is, at least here in, on state side, such a unique point.
3: Yeah, yeah. I mean, um I, I do a lot of uh uh interviews and podcasts with um uh, with um you know groups and uh fan groups outside of the US and Spain. One is uh, Cien Yardas, we do that.
1: Oh, um, I know we, those guys. Uh, They're great. Great guys,
3: great guys. Um, uh, you know, and in my hometown uh Zaragoza uh, mm-hmm. in uh, in Spain, um they reach out, the you know, the local newspaper reaches out, so um, it's always good to do like interviews like that with them, and you know, keep a connection and keep engaged. Uh, in terms of Portuguese, you know, I'm I'm a little rusty. No, um, I think if I, I think I was <laughs> if I was thrown out in Portugal or Brazil for a week, I'd pick it right back up. Yeah, um, but you know, I like you know, I could manage. I could manage out there for a little bit. Well,
2: well they say though, the similar. third language mm-hmm. is easier after you have the first two. And if you're mm-hmm. trying Portuguese, and even as I hear an Italian speak, I feel like I understand them a little bit better.
3: Yes, yeah, yeah, for sure. I mean, I uh, I took to finish my degree. Actually, I came back and finished my degree. I had to take a. Uh, I didn't have to take it. I wanted to take it. I took Portuguese to nice get back on top of it. Smart. And first. Two, three weeks, I was like, oh, my God, this is like, I don't remember any of this. And then all of a sudden it was like, wow, I'm having a full Portuguese conversation. And it only took me three, three and a half weeks of really engaging in it. So and most of it was because like, hey, some of these words are in Spanish. Some of these words are not. And then you start to decipher which ones are Spanish, which ones are not Spanish. And like frango in Portuguese is chicken pollo. Which is like, I I was like, like those words for me where I was like, okay, that is a totally different category altogether. Yeah. Yeah. But you remember that. So um, yeah, that third language definitely helps when you learn number one and two.
1: You know, JJ, we try to do like football terms in Spanish all the time. I think this upcoming season, maybe you can help us do like Portuguese. (laughs) Football we'll terms. It'll Ooh. help you not atrophy Ooh. with things. It'll help the fans in Brazil. We have a big like NFL contingent in Brazil. I only pequeno, so I only know a little bit of Portuguese. But Ooh, look at enough,
2: you, look no at follow. you, MJ, <laughs> show uh,
1: off. Which I can actually read it pretty well. I think to your point, JJ, like there's so many similarities, but. I used to work for a publication that was printed in English, Spanish and Portuguese. So I had the copy in front of me. So I knew sort of the translations that was a bajillion years ago, but most of the time to just like you said, like if you're not in it, you sort of forget a little bit about that. Um, but it's interesting yeah. that you are working with guys like seeing Yadadas and with other groups, um, you know, overseas too, because I think there are fans of this game all over the world, as we've seen, not just in Germany, not just in London, not, you know, all over. Do you, do you see an NFL game being played in Spain ever?
3: Oh, man. I You know, it's funny. I was talking to my dad, who's Spanish, by the way, um, and he was like, man, it's like, if we could have a, a, a game out there, we got to play a Real Madrid stadium. We have oh, to. Oh, my but, God. Ooh. I was like, you know, I'd be happy with Barcelona or Real Madrid. I favor Real Madrid. I could definitely <laughs> be happening definite because, I mean, there's. A lot of fans out there. I mean, you know, we play in Germany now Mm -hmm. and England, um, Mexico, Mm -hmm. Um, you know, there's really no reason why not to expand if there's a fan base there. And I don't know if y'all ever been to a soccer game, but, you know, if you think football games are crazy, those soccer games are even crazier. So um, I think they would absolutely love it out there. I would love it for sure. But um, you you can't,
2: you can't profess though. Yeah, but, but JJ, you can't profess your love for Barca, right? I mean, no. y- I know you, you don't. It's like, but you have to pick one or the other. We're not right? getting him in trouble
1: on this podcast, Will. Yeah. <laughs> no,
2: no, I guess, right? I guess you don't have to answer, but you know what I mean. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I will say this like, I love
3: watching soccer. Uh, that's like my favorite to watch outside of football. Um, and I have so, so much respect for the game. Um, like the players um, on that team, they're all, you know, superstars and you know I just love watching the game. So um I favor Real Madrid, but I mean for me like I watch you know I watch soccer because of the respect of the game, not because I have mm-hmm. an obsession over one team or the other. Um but I would favor Real Madrid if we get a just chance to play outside. <laughs> yeah.
1: Just to be clear. I mean look no <laughs> further than him wearing the uh Spain national team kit right now. Yes. Yep. I love that on brand.
3: Yeah, yeah <laughs> right. to wear it.
1: Uh, how has the like Spanish community been in Atlanta? Have you been able to find other folks born in Spain who are over there? I mean, I think here in the States, you find a lot of people who um, are either mixed or have like descendants who were in Spain, for sure.
3: Yeah, you know, um, it's, it's funny you say that um, in Atlanta, uh, not yet. You know, I've only been here a couple of weeks, so I'm still, you know, learning. <laughs> it's a little fresh. Uh, mm. Yeah, still a little fresh, still a little fresh. I definitely plan on doing some some outreach and, and you know, getting out, getting familiar with the community. But, um, yeah, we have, like, a good group of friends in uh, my hometown in uh, Sparnberg, South Carolina. Um, and, it's you know, it's funny because it's, like, it's not that big of a Spanish community, but the people that know each other know each other and mm. we all know each other, you know, love each other. And. Um, obviously, you know, we, we all, you know, meet other people and, you know, with Spanish backgrounds, you know, we, we, you know, we, as a matter of fact, before I came out here, they threw me a congratulatory party. um, That's awesome. And it was, yeah, like people from Spain, uh, Austria, Mexico, um, uh, Puerto Rico. Um, and we just, you know, you have a, you know, similar cultures, um, bond together, especially when there's not, you know, too many of you around.
0: Mm.
2: We've often talked on this podcast, right, MJ, about like the food that we grew up eating. Like thing. I'm Nicaraguan, so we had things that were uh, specific to us. So were there dishes, things that you ate growing up that was maybe specific to Spain?
3: Oh, yeah. It's funny that you bring bring that up. I give my dad so much crap about uh, his paella. He burns it every time. No! Every time. <laughs> <laughs> He's like, man, I'm, I'm going to make paella. I'm going to make paella. I'm like, you're not going to burn it, are you? No, wow. no, no, no. And it gets burned. Burns so, it. Paella. <laughs> that's one of them. We eat uh, bread with everything. you know, yes. with, uh, the, the mm-hmm. French baguette. Uh, and, you know, tortillas, jamon, chorizo. Just, you mm-hmm.
1: know. Speaking yeah, my love we, language. We, we, uh,
3: oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. I'm like, whenever we serve some Spanish food, I know it's a good day.
1: There is my real talk though my favorite spot here in LA is this Spanish tapas restaurant in Santa Monica. Should I give the name cuz I don't I want them to get business but I also want to be able to get a table <laughs> when I go. They're mm. all already yes, no, it's a great restaurant it's called Manchego as in the cheese. Okay. Um but so my husband lived in spain for a year so we went over there quite a bit so we're a little snobby about like the authentic food i would imagine you're along those same lines when you come here and oh, it's yeah. been the only place yeah, i us. know and i'm like it's legit like this is real real spanish food um do you make a lot of croquetas to me are my favorite thing mm-hmm. there's yeah. nothing I oh, yeah. more than a croqueta
3: Oh, yeah. Yeah. My dad can't make that one either. No. Uh,
1: you know what? We're dragging dad right now. I don't feel yeah, comfortable. Yeah. I have, I <laughs> he's feel not like here that. to defend himself.
3: No, nah, nah, he'll probably call me after this and be like, hey, why are you telling about my paella? Yeah. <laughs> well,
1: you know what? Now he's going to have like redemption on his mind. So now every paella yeah, oh, moving yeah. forward will be excellent. And oh, I love yeah. that. Yeah, I sure. love that for you.
2: I, I mean, my ancestors came from spain and as a matter of fact there is a town called briones and that is a name that is in our family so uh mm. I, you know i'm always proud of the fact that it's like nicaraguan and i've got you know uh spanish in my blood which is great do you ever get a chance to uh practice speaking spanish i mean you mentioned your your friends and south carolina are there maybe teammates now or from uh the other teams that you played on where you had a chance to speak spanish together
3: um a few teammates yeah um you know the ones that you know we we learn about our backgrounds we like yeah like we might as well speak spanish you know um and then i think it's funny for everybody else to hear it because everybody's like what are they saying what are they talking about us are they talking about them like what are they talking the answer is yes Um,
1: we are talking yeah yeah
3: yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah, i talk spanish with my with my dad um and obviously you know our his side of the family and um our spanish friends so yeah i mean just about as much as i speak english every day i speak spanish too
1: i will say jj for us like it's and this podcast specifically like we get so much pride right and we 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 get so much joy out of just seeing the game grow and seeing more Hispanic and Latino players throughout the league. Yes. Um, so especially now this year, we have seen the draft class, the Christian Gonzalez's, the Moreno Croppers and all these guys who are just really coming in, representing and going hard um, for for their roots, for their ethnicity, for their culture um, and for you now that you've been in it a few years. I feel like, especially over the last few years, there have been more and more Latino and Hispanic players. So, for you who's in the league, how good does that feel to see more of that representation?
3: Yeah, it's good because, you know, the diversity in anything is great. Mm-hmm. Um, and obviously, in this sport that's only played in the US, uh, to see more and more diverse, you know, players. Like, two of my best friends are from Africa who play mm-hmm. in the NFL, Bobby Okariki and Paulson yeah. Adibo. Yeah. Um, and it's good to see, you know, their heritage gets re- represented in this sport um, because like I said, like uh, right now, American football um, is played here and it's played in, in Europe and, and other leagues, you know, yeah. but um, around the world, but um, here's, you know, the main platform. So, you know, when everybody wants to watch TV, they can turn on and see culture from everywhere. Uh, and I think it's awesome. And I think it's, it's great. And the more of that, that we have, the more that we can, you know, reach uh, more people, you know, around the globe.
2: Yeah, for sure. And it's Mm -hmm. great to see you representing. It's also great to see that you landed in a spot where they have an emphasis on offense with Coach Smith. And it seems like they're a team on the come up right now. And they seem legit right now. Before we get into actually the team, let's get into you. You made a position switch where you went from wide receiver to tight end how is that going and do you tell people i am a tight end do you say i'm a wide receiver or i'm just a receiver
3: um yeah i mean it was uh it was definitely a challenge at first um obviously you know you play a certain position your whole life and then you get um you, you know you get a call and it's like hey you know why don't you try it out and, and for me like i always love a challenge so i definitely wanted to take it um and you know there was some some things that I think I did really well in at first and there was some things that I struggled in at first. And then obviously, you know, the more that I did it, the better that I got. I will say that making that switch helped me learn more about football in general. Um, cause you know, as a wide receiver, we're, you know, we're out there, um, tied in, you know, now you're here. Um, so I just got to learn the game inside out and, you know, now playing here at the Falcons, um, they have me a receiver right now, but you know, they, uh, you know, they they say one of the biggest things is your positionless, you know, be ready to play anywhere at any time. Um, yeah. And having that experience at tight end uh, helps me be able to see the game a lot clearer and a lot better and, um, you know, just see things happen before they happen, uh, which, you know, helps me play faster and helps me play a lot looser.
1: For you, what are your goals now, now that you've been in, because I think like first year in the league, all right, you're shaking it off, feeling it out, understanding, but you've also had to switch teams, switch um, schemes, all of this stuff. So how settled do you feel now in your NFL career?
3: Definitely very settled. Um, Goals are different now. Uh, You know, at first you get in and you're just like, you know, you just want to play good and make a name for yourself. And it's about me, it's about me. And, you know, going into year five, like my goals now is just to help the team win. You know, it doesn't matter if that means catching a lot of footballs, making a lot of touchdowns or blocking a lot of players or or helping the next guy, you know, um, get better. You know, I I think one thing that that helps spending time in this league is that the younger guys, um, I want to give them, you know, the tools and the knowledge that um, I wish I had uh, before I found out, you know, like the sooner that they can find out, the sooner they can have success and the better we all will be. Um, And that's my, you know, that's my biggest thing is, you know, this team, you know, picked me up uh brought me in you know made me feel welcome i want to i want to repay that by giving them anything that i can to to help them win um and like you said like you know you get here at first and it's like a lot going on and you just want to be good you know you just want to be you know prove to yourself that you're the best and you know now it's like i want to i want to do that too but i also want to you know put the team first and help them win any way they can any way i can
2: You've got an awesome attitude because you have even said, Hey, I'll play special teams, whatever it is that I can do to help the team. I'll do it. The Falcons as a whole, they got some young exciting pieces there with Kyle Pitts and Drake London, Mm -hmm. Bijan Robinson, Mm -hmm. uh, Algier. I mean, you got some, some ballers there. Desmond Ritter's now, uh, entrenched as as the quarterback, what have you seen at least early on from this team that makes you think they're not only headed in the right direction but they can probably reach their destination a lot sooner than most people think?
3: yeah, I mean, you know, like you said, we have really good players, uh, a lot of talent. um I think the biggest thing is how uh how the team is meshing right now. Um, one thing that I think is overlooked a lot in the NFL is you could have uh, a team full of superstars or you could have a team with no name guys. And, right. you know, every team is meshing the best and has the best chemistry or is a team that's going to take you far. And I think right now we have a team that has great chemistry, a team that's really bonding well together and putting in the work. You know, it all starts with putting in the work. And we're putting in the work for sure. But we're also pushing each other and making each other better. Um, And, you know, that's when it comes about – that's when it – about the team. It's not about, you know, who gets the catches, who gets the yards, who gets the touchdowns. It's about us, you know, putting that W in that column every week. Um, And as long as that's the goal and we're pushing each other to do it, um, you know, we can can accomplish anything that we want.
1: There's no way you're not every coach's favorite. I mean, that's exactly the mentality that they want, especially (laughs) the guy who's a veteran in the room with the other guys. Uh, J.J., it's been so cool to have you here. Before we let you go, I – as a Miami girl, I have to ask you, and we already know where your allegiance lies, but Messi,
2: Messi.
3: going I to Miami. Ooh, Come on! Here we this go. Is
1: crazy, but like, I love yeah. it so
3: much. Oh, I'm going to definitely catch a game. I have to. I've never seen Messi <laughs> play in you know, Live, but I have right. to catch that game. You know,
1: I, I would imagine tickets are sold out probably already.
3: Yeah, I got a. Uh... I'm going to have to talk to somebody, see if, if they're up down here in, uh, in Atlanta, if I can go, uh, go catch that game. <laughs> <laughs> Call your <agent.
0: laughs>
1: you know, <somebody. laughs> JJ, thank yeah. you so much. We appreciate you. Can't wait to see you this season. Best of luck. Thank you,
2: guys. Jose Joaquin, happy. mil gracias yeah. de nuevo, eh? Gracias. Muchas gracias. Adios. Adios.
0: You go into your shower feeling tired.
1: Well, I know what I'm having for lunch. And that's by us. Paella,
0: yeah,
1: don't, or not paella.
2: just don't burn it. You know yeah. what?
1: We will not do JJ's dad like that again. <laughs> I believe he can make a great paella. Yeah, there's no way. Um, yeah. But that's so cool, man. And just to see another aspect of, of, of a player that we've watched sort of over the years, it seems like he's so settled in not just who he is as a player, but in who he is as a man. And you can tell he's like mentoring mm-hmm. the younger guys in the league. I, you love to see it. He's doing great.
2: Absolutely. We're rooting hard for him. We know it didn't work out for him in Philadelphia after being a second round pick. There mm. were a lot of expectations on him. And I'm sure that in and of itself made him second guess or or maybe wonder what his future sure. would be. And yeah. and in hearing him talk, it just sounded like he was very confident in, in who and what he's about. And he's very obviously confident he's also very proud of of who he is and and what he's done what he's accomplished And of course we talked about uh you, you know being spanish and and what that means to him so rooting hard for him i i yeah. hope that adjustment there works out and that they can find a spot for him in that offense because they got a lot of good pieces there and it just would no be question. great to see this next chapter in his career
1: i'll tell you this little snippet from that pro day at stanford so many years ago at this point um i remember standing there and i was talking to solomon thomas who at the time was still with the 49ers and jj's getting ready to go up and run his 40 um and he's like oh man i'm so nervous like we just love jj so much like you could just tell the respect that we had so suddenly i'm there and i'm timing it just on my phone right super duper unofficial time obviously
0: Suddenly there's
1: like, I feel like several people behind me and one guy like taps me on the shoulder. He's like, okay, make sure you started at the right time. I'm like, yeah, dude, no worries. But like, I'm not the official timer here. So we finish and he's like, what time did you get? I look back. And it's Christian McCaffrey who had gone to the pro day to go cheer on his former teammates and to see how JJ was doing. So, um, it's kind of cool to see just how much support he had. And I remember those guys, you know, getting on Twitter and stuff after he got drafted so high up. So you can tell that there's character there and that football program certainly, um, leads with that. Um, so I, I, I wish him nothing but the best of luck. Like it's really tough, especially after you, you sat down with a guy for a bit to not cheer for him wholeheartedly once he goes on on the the field so JJ's absolutely,
2: yeah. He won us over, and we are going to be cheering on the Falcons and see Jose Joaquin, Jose Joaquin. Artega, Whiteside. Yeah. So, so he said, like, I, I pronounced it right. I, I don't that. know the, how many people are pronouncing they're it, they're absolutely
1: correctly. not. Do, they're not. I can, yeah,
2: you are visit. I can say not.
1: that pretty. I made that up.
2: I don't know, maybe Let's I wanted it. We gotta, it gotta so get you badly. in the booth, yeah. Get I guess it. so. <laughs> Oh. If there's one thing I can offer up, I can say, JJ white Whiteside, Period. I can do it.
1: I love that for um, us. I really do. Will. This
2: this was amazing. Another awesome edition of the L Huddle podcast where we highlight those Latinos who make this game so great. And also those Latinos who are thriving in the entertainment industry. And sometimes those worlds collide. And we do it all right here yep. where we talk to them. And we pump them up, and we're so glad that you are pumping us up and listening to us wherever you are. We appreciate it. If you're in the Northeast, I hope that the air clears oh and clears God. soon because, yeah, that is uh, is not great. But uh, please subscribe wherever you get your podcasts, download, and give us a listen. We'd love uh, we'd love for you to to give us a listen and and tell us what you think. Um, MJ always. A pleasure, a pleasure, Prima hermana. Let's do this again. <laughs> Make yeah. sure to go out there on the range, and sometimes, uh, again, don't don't spend too much time on there. Just get straight to the the golf course, and you'll be good. If you think nine too much, holes at it's over. Yes, nine <laughs> holes. Don't do it. eighteen. Please, it's
1: too much of my day. All right, yeah. well, love you. mean it.
2: Love you. mean it. Adiós.
1: Adiós.